you tell if a relationship has become toxic? Today at QueenBeing.com. Hi, my name is Angela Atkinson. I'm a certified life coach and author and a survivor of narcissistic abuse in relationships. Today at QueenBeing.com, we're going to discuss the signs that you're in a toxic relationship with a narcissist. It's a fact of life that some relationships go through the occasional rough patch. In most cases, these are worked out either through rational discussion or some arguing, but the issues get resolved. When there's a narcissist involved, though, the rough patch can become a lot less of a patch and more of a cold, wet, heavy blanket that seems to cover your entire life. You know what I'm talking about? Now, this is often referred to as a toxic relationship, but how can you tell the difference between a little rough patch in your relationship and a very toxic situation? situation. Well, unfortunately, the differences can seem subtle at first. So when you're looking at your relationship, look at look for signs like the ones I'm about to describe. And if you feel like your relationship is toxic, then, you know, or, or that you're involved with the narcissist, then these are things that you can take into, you know, understand. And with the knowledge that you, you learn, you can move forward and make some educated choices about what you want to do next. Okay. So here we go. Uh, if you're in a toxic relationship, your partner is going to attempt to force you to be more dependent on him for basic needs or her. Uh, you will have made changes that you normally wouldn't have made just to keep your partner happy. Uh, the partner is going to control your life. They're going to check up on you and kind of try to make sure that you're doing whatever they think you should do or whatever they have dictated that you should do. They're going to verbally put you down, sometimes in front of other people. Not always. Sometimes it's going to just be behind closed doors, um, especially if we're talking about a narcissist who has an image to maintain. Uh, these people are going to be uh, physically, mentally, or emotionally abusive and manipulative. Now, let me just stop for a minute here. If you go to queenbeing.com and you click on the Narcissism um, Abuse Recovery Resources page, you will find um, a link a whole page that you can get to from there that will help you if you are being physically abused. It will help you to get out of your situation immediately. It's got resources for countries around the world, different states. It's a place to start. Okay, so hit queenbeing.com and check that out if you are being physically abused. Mental or, or emotional abuse we can help you with. Physical abuse you've got to help yourself first. Okay, moving on. Uh, another sign, there's no evidence that your narcissist or the person that you're in a relationship with actually loves you, though they might say otherwise. Just remember that actions speak louder than words here, okay? So essentially what it all comes down to is that the narcissists and other types of toxic people are not healthy. Uh, and I'm talking about mentally they're not healthy, emotionally they're not healthy, and, and inevitably they're on a mission to feel better than the people around them. They need to sort of put themselves on a sort of artificial uh, pedestal. You understand what I mean? So essentially what they're doing is they're poisoning you and your soul, so to speak, when they when they abuse you toxically with, through this, you know, uh, manipulation and, and various control techniques. So if you do stick it around too, you know, stick around for too long, you're going to find yourself feeling kind of dead inside. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's what you have to deal with. So um, you know, so you want to ask yourself, how does anybody get into one of these relationships and why do they stick around? Well, on the surface, the easy answer is that nobody should and nobody would. But unfortunately, we all know that it happens. So the reason is that 
toxic relationships in general run in cycles, right? So the three basic stages, let's talk about those. The honeymoon, which often includes love bombing. Um, and then there's where, you know, everything seems wonderful. There's a lot of hope for a happy future. Everything's amazing. Then we get to the problem stage. And, and again, that often includes the gaslighting and the manipulation and devaluing and discarding. And it's, it's where the actual problems happen. And it's painful. It's the worst part. And it's the part that makes you sometimes feel dead inside. But then, in a standard narcissistic cycle, what happens is that it comes it comes back around. We start to do the reconciliation thing. The narcissist realizes he's moved too, you know, he's pushed you too far. He's lost the type of supply that you give him, so he wants you back. He wants you to come back into his little narcissistic harem, right? So that means that you know he's going to do the hoovering technique where he sucks you back in, and we can read about that on queenbeing.com as well. Uh, anyway. This, of course, leads you right back to the, the honeymoon stage, and it starts all over again. It's, it's a cycle. It's a constant, ongoing cycle, okay? So let me ask you, does that sound like something you're used to dealing with in your relationship? Does it sound familiar? Uh, once you know, I always say first, before I say this, let me say this. Once you understand what you're dealing with, okay? So education, in my opinion, uh, educating yourself about an issue can help you to understand it better. And once you understand it, then you know how you can you can begin to develop ways to um, get rid of the pain and the the frustration by making different choices. Okay, making choices that are educated, uh, understanding how a narcissist mind works, uh, how your relationship is is going to typically shell you know um, come out. And and once you've done that, you can begin to create the life that you truly want. Uh, so that's something that you should consider. Um, and I think, you know, in the end, you know, there's really only one stage where things really seem bad. And after that, you know, uh, people see that their toxic mate or their narcissist in this case is trying to quote unquote do better and they feel oh so sorry for what they did. And, you know, as people, you know, people who are typically attracted to broken people such as narcissists are empathic and they they are more likely to give everyone a second chance and I'm not saying they as though I'm not one of those people because I am one of those people I did it too often too too much um, but I, I learned my lesson and I moved forward so the honeymoon phase then you know is the next part everything's amazing they're back to you know back to happy back to willing to forgive and forget I just want to be happy but inevitably the problems start again, the cycle goes back around. It's outrageous. So why don't people get out of those toxic relationships at this point? Well, if you think about it, you can see that they've already got proof that their partner can change. So, you know, if I'm in a relationship with someone and we go through absolute hell and then one day he goes, you know what? I screwed up. I'm sorry. We're back. Well, you know, of course, I've seen him change before. So obviously, the proof comes in the form of prior the prior reconciliation stage, right? So from the perspective of an, of an outsider, it's, it's hard to believe and it looks like a bunch of crap. But when you're stuck in the middle of the relationship like this, you know, that's how you see it. That's your perspective is, is just, okay, well, whew, at least I can relax now. Now, there's another um, honeymoon stage right around the corner. And that's, that's the thing that that I think we, um, as, as empaths, that I think we tend to really lean toward, you know, we want that happy moment and we, we don't want to always give up the happiness for the pain. But the problem comes when the pain is, you know, when the bad stuff happens more often than the good stuff, you know, percentage wise, if that makes any sense. Every relationship has bumps. Some relationships have bumps that are 
you know, just going to become worse and bigger and, and, and be mixed in with some potholes, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, just the road of a, of a healthy relationship is going to include, you know, more good than bad, okay? Now, what's the key to getting out of a narcissistic relationship? I've talked about it before, you go no contact, etc, etc, but it's always easier said than done, right? So you have to think of your relationship with a narcissist as an addiction. The drug is the problem stage, right? That's the part where it doesn't feel good, but you got to do it anyway, you got to get through it, right? So if you were, you know, say, doing some harmful drug instead of being with a harmful person, then the the problem stage would be the part at which you are, uh, I guess, sort of fiending for the drug or the part where you just want the drug so badly, but you can't get it, right? And then the honeymoon stage, of course, is the high that's felt. So while you were in the reconciliation period, you went out and you reobtained that drug and then and then you come back around and everything's amazing again. Well, it's the same deal. You can't get high without the drug. It's the same deal with a relationship. So if you're in a toxic relationship, you've got to break out of it at that problem stage. Uh, you know, because sure, you might turn around and come back right into the honeymoon stage again. But if this is happening more often than, you know, occasionally, like, you have to understand that this is what you're dealing with. So you may, you have choices. You, you, you can decide whether you want to stick around and put up with that or you can decide that you're too good for that and you, you deserve better, which, by the way, my friend, you do. But anyway, uh, knowing the signs is what it comes down to. You have to be ready to take action, whether that means to, you know, sit down, put your head down and accept what you're dealing with, or it means to stand up and take action to do what you want to become you know, the person that you want to have the life that you want because you deserve to be happy. Every human on the planet, my friend, deserves to be happy and that certainly includes you. It is my intention to teach you that you deserve to be happy and to show you who you are, you know, through your own mirror so you can understand that you deserve better than what you're getting now, okay? Look, don't kid yourself. You need to get help. You need to do whatever you need to do to get the respect you truly deserve. Obviously, it's going to be difficult, but I promise you, I promise you, you'll have a much happier life when you do. All right. So this is Angie Atkinson one more time, and I am signing off for now. If you have questions, concerns, or things you want to talk about, please visit me at queenbeing.com and let's talk about it. I am always happy to hear from a reader or a listener or a viewer. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>